We are exploring anger, um, but we're just going to break the ice because I don't want to take anger lightheartedly, but we're going to have a bit of fun with it as well. So, um, don't make me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. It is the Hulk. So, if we could have the next slide with some help from our Thursday youth. This was their best angry faces. So just take that in and enjoy it for a moment. Lo Lois is a bit like, would oh, look away immediately after. Is Lois here? I've not seen Lois if she's here. That's a hard stare. So what I would like you to do is turn to the person next to you and give them your best angry face. Go. Don't make each other cry. Awesome, thank you. Rain in that anger. You're, you're such a cheery bunch. I can't imagine lots of you getting angry. However, we might laugh and we might joke, but there are times we're going to get angry and we're going to feel emotion. And anger is one of those things that we are all inevitably going to feel at times. So if we could have the next slide. A couple of examples that are a little bit trivial. So one of them, apologies. Oh, thank you. Apologies for a football analogy, but this kind of goes across most of sport, especially thinking back to last night. You know, South Africa didn't even really do anything, and I got angry. But um, <laughs> they were doing their job, <laughs> and they won. But anyway, VAR, okay? It's a system in place that's been brought in and trialed and tested. And on paper, it's amazing technology because it helps the refs and the, the officials and the players and the fans and us at home Understand a little bit about, you know, if, if it's offside, you know, or if the goals cross the line, or if someone's hacked out a player off screen and no one's seen it bar VAR, if it's a yellow card or maybe should be a red, penalties, lots of decisions that in the past would have just been given and you get on with it. And then you look back and go, oh, that wasn't handball or that wasn't a penalty. But now we can see and it's like replaying it because we've got it on video evidence. So it's a clever piece of equipment and should work. However, I find, I'm a, a big football fan. I enjoy football. But I'm finding this is ruining my experience of watching football. Liverpool score. I don't celebrate. I go, well, I'll go make a cup of tea. I'll come back in five and see if it's actually been given as a goal. I get mad when other teams score or don't score and it's not given. And I'm going, City have won the league for five years in a row. And they're getting decisions, and it's, I, I'm getting mad about it now. <laughs> Generally, my heart is racing. And, I'm at, and you may laugh, but I actually get a bit passionate and a bit like something that should be good is actually, at times, messing with such a good sport, which can be a good sport. But enough of that. I'll move on. Um, this next one, this is just a bugbear of mine, okay? Walking down the high street or off a train or onto a train... And I'm sure some of us have done it, potentially. But just imagine walking down the high street, minding your own business, going somewhere. Okay, someone's walked out of New Look, either on their phone or not on their phone, into the middle of the high street and just stopped. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I want to say something, but I'm like, I'm just going to walk around. 
and carry on. On a train, when someone's getting off a train, what do you do when you get off a train? Move away and go to your platform or run for your next train or do something. Don't walk off the train out the doors and just stop <laughs> with your luggage, with like 10 people coming off behind doing this. Very frustrating. And I generally get annoyed. And I, I, I vent to Laura immediately after. Like, Seriously, pick them up, slap them, idiot. <laughs> and I'm, I, you laugh, but that's actually sometimes what I'm thinking inside. Very trivial, silly examples. <laughs> but I'm sure you're all sitting there thinking of a time where you've either done that, or examples where actually you're feeling. Mm. And some of you may vent it immediately. Some of you might hold it and build it up inside for a bit. So it might seem silly, but that's just examples of where we're going to feel emotion and, and passionate. We're humans. We've got emotions. We're going to get passionate and we're going to feel different things. So really quickly, just turn to the person next to you and just think of one example. It can be trivial. It can be a bit, you know, deeper, a bit more something that a bit more serious than sport. But um, just have a yeah, chat with someone next to you for 30 seconds. Just thinking of an example where you get a bit passionate or worked up about something. Awesome. Hopefully you've been able to vent that and get that off, off your chests. So, looking back at anger, we're going to be thinking a little bit, is anger a healthy emotion or is it a dangerous one? Okay, so we're going to jump to Genesis 4 where we've just seen an example of two brothers where this kind of anger and stuff was going on that led to, I think, the first recorded murder in the Bible. Okay, Not too long after God had created his wonderful creation, and already we've got this picture of murder amongst what should have been, you know, family. So, we meet Abel, and Abel is a shepherd. Okay, And his offering was good. His offering was the best portions of his lambs from his flock. So he looked for the best to give to God. Cain was a farmer. And it doesn't say too much, but Cain does give some of his crops. It just says some of his crops. It doesn't mean it's the best or the biggest. It just says some of his crops. So the first thing we're going to look at is, was it the sacrifice that made the difference between the two brothers. So as we know, Abel's offering 
was an animal, it was a blood sacrifice. And Cain's was a, a vegetable, bloodless sacrifice. And with Abel bringing the best portions, that might have meant, oh, God looked on Abel with more favor because he brought the best, something that, you know, Abel would have cherished and held dear to him. And he gave that away to God. Whereas Cain simply brought some of his ordinary crops. He could have brought the, the ones going off or the things that weren't going to be eaten. But scripture doesn't specifically say which, what the sacrifice was that made a difference to God accepting Abel's and not looking at favor on Cain's. So, is it maybe a little bit more to do with the heart? So, the attitude, if we're going to look at the attitude of the, the two brothers' hearts. A bit later on in the Old Testament, in Samuel, we know that God is looking at our hearts. There was something in Cain's motivation and heart attitude, and possibly something in his performance, that made his offering unacceptable to God. It was obviously something that he was aware of and could remedy because in Genesis 4, God tells him, you will be accepted if you do what is right. So already we're hearing that Cain's doing something not quite right in the eyes of God. Whereas Abel, on the other hand, had the proper motivation, the proper procedure, and that proper relationship with God. And that relationship was based off faith. In Hebrews 11, by faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commanded as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. So to me, that's, you know, since the start of creation, God wants us to be in relationship with him. He wants us to be coming to him in faith. That's what God, in this instance, you know, is looking for. And maybe this is something that Cain was lacking. And Abel was an example of actually showing faith. When we jump to the, the New Testament, John gives us more insight into Cain's heart. It says, do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Those who belong to the evil one, and we see that littered through the Bible in various examples, will have evil actions and naturally hate those with righteous. I don't know how many of you at times have seen someone do something well or done something good and had a little bit inside going, oof. I wish, I, I wish I'd done that, or oh, they're just being a goody two-shoes. Hmm, maybe they're just doing the right thing. But because of our own heart, because we're not doing that or being recognized for something similar, immediately, thinking back to those examples at the start, we start getting a little bit... <clears throat> but we'll come back to that in a minute. The other... It's a little bit funny, really. Um where, sorry, the, the example of the evil in Cain's heart is where God questions him, saying, where's your brother? 
And for the cheek of it, Cain goes, it's not my job to look after him. And in that response, Cain tells a stone-cold like, lie to God, which shows an amazing level of like cheek and rude. God knew. He wanted, that was a moment for Cain to come to God and say, I think I messed up. So we briefly looked at the anger coming from you know, a place of jealousy from his brother, seeing his brother's... Um, offering be accepted and the attitude of the heart and I think the heart is a, is a big one because I think we can you know we don't go around sacrificing stuff but we do have a heart that goes around in the communities we're in the people we interact with in our workplaces in our schools and it's safe to say thinking back to our question is it a dangerous emotion is it a, is it a healthy emotion in Cain's instance very much a dangerous one because his heart and his faith weren't right. Cain allowed his jealousy to manifest to the point, I, I can't comprehend it, I have a brother, to get, I've been mad at my brother, but never to the point of like, well maybe I did hit him a few times, but not to the point of killing him. So it just shows the, the out of control anger that Cain had. For whatever cause, Jealousy, rejection. And this is where I want you guys to have a little bit think about your own hearts. So think of the angry thing as that trivial thing, VAR, people walking off trains, or the thing that actually makes you get a little bit, okay? So we've got angry, and underneath we've got things of embarrassed, scared, grumpy, tricked, unsure, depressed, attacked, rejected, hurt, stressed, annoyed, anxious, lonely, guilt, insecure, and helpless. And there's probably even more. And I'm sure lots of us here have felt some of those things before. And it's, are we allowing those things to kind of manifest, implant into our hearts. We can't, feel, we can't help feeling angry. We're going to feel angry whether you like it or not. It's an emotion that we all feel at times. There'll be times where we can control it a bit better. There'll be times where we're learning stuff and, and making mistakes. And I point to kids and younger people because that's the stage of learning and growing and trying to deal with all the emotions going on and how you actually deal with it. And then adults, we're the worst. Because we're like, well, maybe except you lot. <laughs> Jokes. Anyway, because um, we can suppress it. It might not come out in a ah moment or a lashing out moment. It can come out in a how we speak to people. <laughs> It can come out in how we interact with other people. And we may not even know we're doing it. It's that kind of subconscious. And then it manifests its way. Just think of gossiping. Many times gossip can be an easy thing just to filter out into circles of friendships. It's just gossip. 
But actually, what's the intention? What's the purpose behind those comments and thoughts? And if it's not dealt with or picked up on or challenged, it's less to, left to fester. And that's where things do build and blow up. Sometimes that anger might be a righteous anger. Think of the world at the moment. I'm thinking we can all think of examples where stuff's... Why on earth is that happening? <laughs> what is going on? We'll come back to that in a moment. God, perfect example. In Judges, when he, the people broke out of an agreement to worship him and started worshipping false idols, it says God's anger blazed against them. You know, in his anger, Israel, the Lord gave into the hands of raiders who plundered them. He set up a, a time for the Israelites where they just couldn't win. And that was because God allowed it to happen because he was that angry at them. This is that all-loving God. And he's allowing this to happen. And he, it says, you know, the, the Israelites were no longer able to resist. Another example, and this is interesting because I hadn't picked up on this. I knew the first bit, but didn't realize the second part. Who knows the story of Jesus in the temple where he flips the table over because he's angry? Yeah? Did, did you know he also made a whip of cords and drove out all the people from the temple courts, all the sheep and cattle, scattered the coins of money changers and overturned table? Imagine right now if I pulled out a whip, whirled it round my head, and chased you all out. I wouldn't. It's, I'm severely outnumbered. Um, but, like, this is Jesus righteously angry doing that. But God's anger is always justified and controlled, unlike Cain's. So therefore, if anger that is not justified or controlled and is, it is naturally expressed incorrectly. In Proverbs 29, it says, uncontrolled anger is harmful both to the person who harbors it, and to those around them. So whether you like it or not, when you're angry, it's going to impact others. Because that's an element of it. So can you think of a time you felt so angry that you actually regret how you expressed it? Did this anger harm yourself mentally, physically? Did the anger hurt someone close to you? For example, gossiping in the workplace, hitting someone or saying unkind words to them at work or school. It's a challenge. It's not an easy thing to suddenly just go, yep, I've sorted that. It's something we've got to be constantly aware of and challenging ourselves in. So what we're going to do as a, as a kind of, to finish up and as a response is we're just going to take some time Because for me, the biggest thing is, you know, we have people we can go to that we trust to talk to things about. But for me, it's God that we should be going to this with stuff with. He's the one who can take the screaming and the shouting and the, the wording of how we want to. God would much prefer we vented at him than allowing it to fester away and coming out in a moment like now where I build up and just lash out, Rich, I hate you. 
two years later, it's been building and I've had to let it out. But is this the right place to do it? Probably not. I don't hate Rich. <laughs> but what we're going to do is, I just want you to have, a, I've got some cutout ones as well. So if you'd like to come and get a cutout one, just to read more closely or take home and use as a, a guide when you think about this stuff. Just take a moment to actually stop and pause. Think of where your heart is right now. What makes you angry? And that's the first step, and that's probably the easiest step to recognize. It's actually, what is it and where is it coming out that we need to challenge ourselves on? So we're just going to have a moment to do that. And then I think the band are going to come back up. <laughs> 